Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinbart. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Christopher Schütze. He is the Director of the Practice Cybersecurity here at Kupinger Coal Analysts. Hi, Christopher. Good to see you. Hi. Good morning, Matthias. Great to have you. Um, it's been quite a time, but finally we've made it to see each other and to do a, an episode uh, of this podcast. We want to talk about vulnerability management and the process around that. Um, to start with that, um, what is vulnerability management and why is it so important right now? Why is the vulnerability management so important? So if you have a look at a bigger organization, maybe a regulated one, they have a lot of IT assets, they have intra infrastructure devices, they have uh, normal mobile devices, they have different platforms like AWS, their internal servers, they have a lot of uh, operating systems like uh, Linux, like Microsoft Server, and all that stuff, and a lot of source code, a lot of automation, a lot of scripts, and all that stuff. And on the other, other hand, uh, there are the attackers. They have zero days, they have exploits, they use things um, like uh, not installed patches, they use misconfigurations and all that stuff. And the, the intention behind a vulnerability management for an organization is to close gaps um, which allows potential attackers to get access to your IT systems, to your assets, or at the end to your data. Or in the worst case, a very common topic also these days is um, ransomware attacks. So at the end, uh, encrypt all your data, all your things, and um, ask you <laughs> kindly for a lot of money um, to get access again. And that is the goal of vulnerability management, to have a central point where you can identify all the misconfiguration, all the needed patches and all the things you have to fix. Right. So it's about taking a step back and having um, a full picture of potential vulnerabilities and how to remediate them as a whole and to have an ongoing process for that. How would such a process look like? How does this management process, uh, how is this implemented within an organization? How does it look like? So the most important thing uh, when you start with vulnerability management is know your assets. I mentioned some uh, in, in your previous question, like servers, um, platforms, and all that stuff. And this is something you need to be aware of. Um, you can do this automatically with a discovery scan, or in the best case, you already have something like a CMDB, um, also, also maintained with responsibility and maybe also with some categorization, like, for instance, operating system, server, device, infrastructure, or source code. That is really the first thing you need to have. And uh, then based on the CMDB, on your database with all your assets, um, you have to define um, what is needed to scan what is needed to evaluate it uh, in case of vulnerabilities in general. So for instance, if it's just an internal uh, networking device without outgoing connection and things like that, it is an other level of security and vulnerability management needed than an open API, which is accessible from, from everywhere. And same is um, if you use cloud, 
technologies like AWS containers or Lambda functions or something on Azure, uh, which is only accessible via your internal network and there is no other path to that um, asset. And that is an important thing. So uh, discovery is the first thing and then um, we call it uh, categorization. And then for sure you have to define what to do. So the security assessment, and this is really dependent on the asset. So if you have, for instance, a new implemented application, which uh, is planned to roll out within your organization, it's a little bit bigger, but a bit broader, because then you have maybe source code, um, you have platforms, you have operating systems, and maybe also scripts. And therefore, you need to define uh, which of these single assets needs to be scanned, but you have to also look at the overall process. So think from one hand uh, on a single asset, but also don't forget the overall process. And this is usually the red teaming or pen testing, which also allows you to challenge your new asset um, against attackers. Right, so we know what we have and we know um, the security status from an assessment. What would then be the next step? I think it's, it should be then about protecting those assets. Yeah, fixing. So, so for sure, first of all, you need to scan your environment. There are existing several tools for containers, for servers, for operating systems, but uh, also for scripts or source code. This is then uh, something you define in the security assessment phase. And you also define how often this must be done and also in which stages within your organization, because you usually have a development, uh, uh, integration environment and a production too, but all with different levels of access uh, towards other assets. And then is the phase where you receive a usually very long list of potential vulnerabilities and this is a really challenging thing because, for instance, if you scan uh, 100 uh, Microsoft servers and each server has something like 200 informations and patches, there's a lot to do. And this is a big thing here because most of the vulnerability scanners, and especially if you combine more than one, and that's a typical approach, um, it becomes really fast, very complex for the uh, corresponding responsible asset owner or IT teams, however you call it, to fix the things. And therefore, we highly recommend to create something like remediation packages. So building bundles of really valuable fixes um, or reconfigurations specific for a specific server or a set of servers or a set of application. But therefore, you also need to ensure that you pre-filter or uh, evaluate the results of the vulnerability scanners because often there is just the information about uh, uh, there's a service enabled, but maybe your device isn't connected to the internet and then it's not an, a real vulnerability or at least a threat or at the end a risk. It's really about prioritization, about uh, applying a, a risk-based approach there as well. So to start with the most important vulnerabilities, um, but if we think of um, the process of making patches available, um, I, I think there are 
often vulnerabilities where no patch is yet available or where applying the patch is not feasible because of downtimes, because of restarting the service or just not being able to, to install it for, for, yeah, for business reasons. How do you deal with that? Is this also part of the vulnerability management process? Yes, for sure. The, the vulnerability management process at all is a big process. And, uh, as you mentioned, there are very often things you cannot fix. Maybe because the uh, patch cycles of uh, system is maybe only once a year or only once a month or something like that. And then you cannot install a highly critical um, patch uh, immediately. You have to plan it. And that's an important thing. And on the other hand, there are often things which cannot be fixed. Maybe it's a very old um, mainframe system, whatever, uh, with a very specific script where nobody in detail knows. Um, I know this should not happen, but in reality it happens. And therefore you need something, and this is where vulnerability management uh, directly integrates into the IT risk management, something like a risk acceptance or a risk register. So you need to be aware of which risks you cannot uh, remediate and um, maybe you can remediate them in, in one year or something like that. And that, that's really a typical thing for a risk register. Um, you might need a risk acceptance, maybe just from the IT asset owner, dependent on the criticality, or in the worst case, even uh, of the chief information or chief information security officer, or at least at the chief executive officer. It really depends on the business impact often corresponding risk. Maybe if your main uh, service website is not patchable right now, um, but you have to install something and then it's a highly uh, business critical risk here. Right. So we, we, we have also a process for these non-fixable um, vulnerabilities. Uh, but what does this imply? Uh, sometimes there has to be a process um, for, for taking care of these vulnerabilities. What would you do with such an accepted risk, one that is identified as not being fixable? How do you deal with that so that it does not get, get lost in the, in the process? So usually in the risk register, uh, you have something like a risk acceptance and um, some interval after six months, three months, 12 months, depending on the criticality that you have a look at it again. And that is usually how, how to solve it. And uh, or maybe in the phase in between. So if you only can update or patch a system once a year till the next uh, patch cycle, you have to accept the risk. And this is something you really have to be aware of. Right. So vulnerability management is uh, cybersecurity is, is uh, IT security at work. So it's really a large um, concept and a large process that needs to be um, executed continuously. So I think we will talk about that topic in the future even more. Uh, but when organizations are looking at uh, vulnerability management, what would be from your point of view, the first starting points where to look at, how to prepare for that and how to, to implement parts of this process to keep going and to get better at cybersecurity? So as mentioned at the beginning, the most important thing here is your CMDB, know your assets. And uh, this is something you also need in, in a general IT risk management approach that you know your assets, your the things which are 
part of your organization. Um, and depending on, on how you approach risk management in general, you can start with business processes and then decide which IT assets are related to and how critical it is if they are not available, available or, or if they, uh, the integrity is in danger or things like that. So this is really the first thing. Therefore, tools exist to scan your environment, to scan your networks, to scan your public and private networks and all that stuff. And then the next step is to have responsible person for each asset. And usually this is done via having um, categories like the mentioned infrastructure device, platform, app operating system, source code, and uh, maybe uh the concrete items in your organization um are deriving the responsibility from the category in a first step and then you need to define what are the most critical things um you need to scan so again the security assessment phase but more the approach so do i want to scan against zero days, again, not installed patches, against source code vulnerabilities, uh, misconfiguration and all that stuff. Usually I would recommend to start um, with the most critical things. This might be the Linux server environment or the Windows server environment and then improve step by step. So it's almost impossible to create the perfect process in a single phase, it's more a repeatable process um, where, which is optimized uh, which uh, with every step. And that's the most important thing to do and to start really with vulnerability management. And then as mentioned, don't try to create only patches. If you have a lot of um, uh, IT assets or IT asset categories, you should really think in remediation packages. And this is a thing you really have to start early with. So maybe bundle uh, with Windows Server, Linux Server, um, or also on business processes. Right. So um, I understand that this is a, a constantly uh, a continuous improvement process um, that's going on. So it's really uh, starting with the most important uh, um, aspects and then getting better over time. Um, yeah, I think we will meet again for this topic to learn more about individual aspects. Today we had a, a look at the bigger picture um, of vulnerability management, just um, from the helicopter view, what needs to be done, where to start, how to understand what is really to be done, and how to, to initiate that process. So thank you very much, um, Christopher, for being my guest today. We will continue this discussion, I'm quite sure. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon talking about this topic or uh, another related cybersecurity topic as well. Thank you very much.